Father, we welcome you in this place tonight into our hearts as we sing these songs to you, as we look to the truth that only you can give, as we look to your Son and to the words you have given. Father, make us more like Jesus Christ. We welcome you into this place. You are our King of glory. Be welcomed in. Speak to us now. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, and in his name we ask these things. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Do I have any kids in here that play sports? Any kids in here that play sports? Yeah? I uh, see, see a lot of different, a lot, a lot of hands going, a lot of hands on. Yeah, I see. Here, okay, here, come on up here for a second. You mind coming up on the stage? Are you, is it okay? Is it cool? Why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Tell everybody your name. Adam what? Jones. Adam Jones. Adam Jones' dad, Matt, works up in the lights right up there, and uh, he's responsible for, uh, he and Michael are responsible for uh, creating a new aspect to our worship with these light towers with all the changing lights and stuff. Isn't that cool? Isn't that a cool element of the worship experience? You can clap and give him uh, some, some, there you go. Good job, dude. Thank you so much. We're working so hard on pulling that out. Now, but, but really, it's all about you right now. Not, not worship, but just in this moment, this interview right here. All right, now, uh, Adam, what sport do you play? Baseball. You play baseball. All right. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Is there any particular equipment that you need for baseball? Helmet when you're batting. Okay, helmet when you're batting. And what else? Mm. When you're in the field, you need a glove. glove. All right. And when you're batting, you also need a... Bat, good, very good. Now, Adam, are you, have you played on a particular team before? You played on a team, right? Yes. And do y'all y'all have practiced? Is that right? And so, and that's that's pretty important. Now, does this team have a coach? Yes. Yes. Okay, very good. Um, okay, so you've got equipment, and you've got a coach, and you've got a team, and you practice. Now, here's here's the big question that I that I have for you. All right. Um, let's say that you decided you were going to be on the team but you never picked up the ball, you never swung the bat, you never threw the ball, you never tried to catch a ball, and you never went to practice, and you went to the first game. Would that turn out very well? Not so well, huh? Not so well. How, what, would, how, what would the coach be thinking about that? Would he be wondering if you were really on the team or not? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. Um, and so, you know, all of those things that you do in practice actually show that you are a disciplined player, that you really care about the game, right? That you are really, I mean, you're going to do your very best, right? To catch it and to throw it and to hit it and all those things. And that's cool. Yeah. And so everybody on your team, I mean, they're going to show up and they're going to do those practices and everything and they're going to get to the game and they're going to be ready. Why? Because they what? They they practice. That's right. Give Adam a hand. He did a great job up here. Impromptu. Impromptu. Thank you very much. And so there's discipline in that. Absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't think of doing that without discipline. Otherwise, everybody's like, what are, they, are they even on the team? They don't even know what they're doing. They don't have the equipment. Not, they haven't even tried. What's going on? It would be, um, oh, wow. Let's see. What if, you know, what, here, and here's the deal. In a, in a movie experience, same experience, there's discipline that's involved. If I'm going to go to the movies, what am I going to do? I'm going to make sure that I set aside time to do it. I'm going to purchase my ticket. Maybe I'm going to purchase it online. Maybe I'm going to purchase it at the theater. 
I'm also going to go into the theater, right? That's just an experience in and of itself, getting into the theater and, 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 and possibly purchasing some concessions and then sitting in my chair and I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there through the movie experience and it's discipline to do that. For some of us, it takes more discipline than others, right? I mean, our ADD gets all crazy and we don't, we're not sure we want to sit down for that long, you know, and they're making movies longer and longer these days, right? And it's just, oh wow, you know, I got to, okay, I'm going to be disciplined to be focused in on the movie. Could I just share with you that I believe that not only should we have anticipation as a part of our worship, just like a movie, but we should also have discipline as a part of our worship. And David also talks about that in Psalm 27. Whenever he says in verse 8, my heart says this about you, you are to seek my face. Lord, I will seek your face. I will attend practice. I will work hard. I will, I will run after you, God. Psalm 27, 4, I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. I'm going to go after you, God. I am gonna, this is what I want with all that I have. I'm going to strive, I'm going to try so very hard to get to know you, God. David says, my focus is on you. My pursuit is you. And your presence is where I want to be. It is a lifelong pursuit. And our desire to live a Jesus-centered life, discipline is required. And so we make time to talk to him. We make time to see what he has to say in his letter that he wrote us called the Bible. We experience life with other people. And it's just like going to the practice and hanging out with the other team members. That's so very important, Adam. I'm glad that you brought that up because you know what? That's a part of our worship experience here. And this whole group right here is our team. Matter of fact, our team is even bigger than this group. There are a bunch of people that are going to come to three services tomorrow and some people who are out of town. And I mean, it's just people in small groups that are meeting all week long. And it's so very important for us to come together And to worship God as a team to see what does God have for us as we connect together in this pursuit of loving Jesus with all that we are. That's why Peter challenges us this way. 1 Peter 1.13, therefore with your minds ready for action, be serious and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He says, minds get ready for action. This is going to be discipline. This is going to be intentional. You're going to have to be intentional as you seek after God. Paul even equates it to a sport. Did you know that? Paul even talks about our worship to God like it is a sport. Our focus on God like it is. Check this out. Therefore, I do not run like one who runs aimlessly. I'm not running like I don't know where the race is. I'm not running like I don't really care and I got, you know, and I got boots on my, sh- my feet instead of running shoes. No, 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 no. I don't run aimlessly. I run focused. I box. I, or do I box like one beating the air? Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. And then finally, Titus 2, 11. Paul writes this, For the grace of God has appeared with salvation for all people, instructing us, 
to deny godliness and worldly lust and to live in a sensible, righteous, and godly way in the present age. To deny godlessness and worldly lust. In other words, I'm going to choose. It's a choice. It's a discipline to say, no, I'm not going to be lured away. I'm not going to be drifting away. I'm going to stay anchored in Jesus as opposed to allowing all these other things to gain my attention. Well, I... uh, I want to visit with you for just this last few minutes that we have before Michael and the band come back up about one more blockbuster movie experience that we have. And that's that in our lives, I believe when we go visit a blockbuster movie, it is a blockbuster to us when it is satisfying. That's the third element that I wanted to toss our way tonight. That some films live up to the hype, right? And some films don't. Anybody ever see Kevin Costner's Waterworld? Um, <laughs> three hours, three and a half hours, you'll never get back. Um, there's, <laughs> there are certainly things that might be considered blockbuster. There aren't. But what makes it a blockbuster? It's because it, had, it, was, it was action-packed in our minds. Or it was thought-provoking. Or it was hilarious. Or it was the best chick flick ever or it was over the top when it comes to cinematography or because of the plot or because they faithfully maintain the integrity of the of the theme of the of the characters of batman of uh, star trek of toy story of whatever they maintained that entire name and in our lives As we seek to worship Christ alone, we are promised in God's word that our focus on him, our worship of him, is worth it. It is satisfying. Not satisfied in a way like settling, not using the word that way. The scriptures use satisfy, it also uses the word content, and it is satisfied in the sense that God delivers. That he delivers, that he is faithful. You know, I... I was thinking about uh, Pepperidge Farm. Anybody like Pepperidge Farm stuff? Yeah? Now I'm starting to appeal to the adults in the audience, especially, right? I mean, this is... And I want you to imagine... I'm about to to open this up. I want you to imagine with me that I purchased this at the store. and, uh, And I noticed here on the back... It does say this on the back. It says, satisfaction guaranteed. I want you to imagine I purchased it at the store, and I go home tonight without ever opening this, and I call this number... 1-888-737-7374. And I say, excuse me, I would like to tell you that I am very unsatisfied with your product. Really, why, sir? Well, I'm just unsatisfied. Well, what was it you were satisfied about? Well, I'm just unsatisfied. Well, why? Well, did you try it? Well, no. Well, did you open the can? Well, no, I didn't. It'd be like going to the movie. Let's say we went to anybody. I'm not going to ask this question. Let's just say you went to go see Despicable Me 2, right? It just came out, I think. What if you ask me, you see, and I say, oh, I'm, I'm totally unsatisfied with that. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I'm totally unsatisfied. Well, did you go see it? Well, no. Well, that'd be a silly conversation, wouldn't it? But I'll tell you what, if I open up this package, you're going, forget popcorn. Now we're talking the good stuff here. And I pop that open up right there. And I pull out one of the, hmm, that's unsatisfying. Um, <laughs> I call that number. I pull. <laughs> that was funny. And I pull. I pull out one of those. Oh man, that right there is satisfying. 
because I tried it. And I'm going to tell you, it is living up to pirouette, cream-filled, rolled wafer, chocolate, hazelnut goodness. Is your mouth watering now? (laughs) Sorry, I bought these for camp. Um, And we do that in our relationship with God. Maybe not just in this room, but you've heard it before. Oh, I, I, I mean, I just, God. I mean, I, I don't know about God. I mean, I, I don't think God can do, I mean, I, not, I, I don't, I'm not really interested. I, I don't think he's really, he hadn't really satisfied me. Did you try God? Well, no, I hadn't really tried him. Uh, what did, have, you, have you, I'm just so unsatisfied with my relationship with God. I mean, I just don't feel like he's talking to me at all. Well, have you opened up his, well, no, I haven't really tried have you been disciplined in your walk with the Lord? Well, no, I really have, but I'm really unsatisfied. Well, how about this? How about you open it up? Because what God says is satisfaction guaranteed. In our worship, God satisfies when he is in the center of our lives. Listen, Psalm 27. We're about to end here. Verse 6. Then my head will be high above my enemies around me. I will offer sacrifices in his tent with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. He is saying, God is satisfying to me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? Who am I going to fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Who, who, who am I going to be afraid of? When evildoers come against me, my foes, my enemies, they stumble, they fall. Though an army deploys against me, my heart is not afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, still I am confident. Does David sound like an unsatisfied customer? I do not think he is calling the 1-800 number. Psalm 145.16, you're open, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalm 63, my lips will glorify you because your faithful love is better than life. So I will praise you as long as I live. At your name, I will lift up my hands. You to satisfy me as with rich food. My mouth will praise you with joyful lips. 1 Timothy 6, Paul says, but godliness with contentment with satisfaction is a great gain. I've been around as a pastor people who were dying. It just kind of happens from time to time, right? And I've been on staff with guys who that was pretty much their job, to be involved in hospice situations and hospital moments and times of tragedy. I can tell you this. I have never personally heard of a case where a follower of Jesus after following hard after God, their life, throughout their life, said before they died, I wish I'd never done that. Boy, I am an unsatisfied customer. Life with Jesus satisfies at the very core of our being. Why? Because we were created to worship God. And one other thought about satisfaction before Michael and the band come up is that when you go see a movie, yeah, you've anticipated it, and yeah, you've been disciplined enough to sit in it, and yeah, you've been satisfied at the end, but you know what happens after that? That satisfaction turns into telling other people about how they ought to go see the movie. Our worship experience should certainly be inward, but out of that, this outward flow of, I'm a satisfied customer. Blockbuster worship of my life pointed at him is worth it. And I want to let you know it is. Will you close your eyes with me? God, I understand 
that you are good, that you are worth it, that this blockbuster worship we've discussed is not a bust. It is as advertised in your word because you created us to worship you and because you are a good God who satisfies. And so God, we close this experience singing a couple of more songs to you, taking communion, remembering what you did for us by sending your son Jesus on the cross. And so God, as we finish out this time, we just want to say thank you for being the God that you are, the one true God who is worthy of our worship. Thanks, God, that we got to worship in this moment with our kids. God, I pray blessing on these families as they continue in their summer, as they continue anticipating what you'll do and how you'll show up next in their lives. God, may they be blessed. In Jesus' name.